2: Welcome to the family part two with Ellie oh, Nick,
0: Melissa Kirk,
1: Andy Brad Bernard, and Cassie Schrader.
2: A couple of great guests coming up this hour, and we'll be right back kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Some reconditioning can't apply, so please, no flood cars from Apple Valley. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Chevy, Mazda, or Nissan, check out the new kids on the block. Don't tell them Tom sent you. Just show up and be amazed. That stuff never works anyway. We are back. You know, if he put this song out, it would probably be a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. Our very special guest, Bruce Beeler, with us. How are you doing, Bruce?
4: Tom, it's uh, great to talk to you. Nice to um, talk. Doing to you. great today.
2: Glad to hear it. A twelve-month excursion through nature's seasons, as recounted by a lifetime naturalist, in this personal encyclopedia of nature's seasons, lifetime naturalist Bruce Beeler reflects on his three decades of encountering uh, nature in Washington, D.C. The author takes the reader on a year-long journey through the seasons as he describes the wildlife scene and special natural places savored in his travels. Why do you get that job and I have to do radio, Bruce? That's what I wanted.
4: Well, you know what? I'm retired. <laughs> I gave, I'm my own boss. I gave myself this job, and I don't pay myself anything. How about that? Okay,
2: well, it's going to be tough to make the rent then, but, you know, other than that.
4: What is it? A,
2: is it always been a dream come come true for you your whole life to be able to do what you wanted to do, as far as the you know, natural uh, my encounter?
4: career has been um, pretty happy one, uh, pretty remarkable something I couldn't have predicted, to be able to spend uh, forty years basically chasing wild things uh, across the landscape in uh, many many countries, yeah. Lucky, lucky, lucky me. I've been Nothing, very lucky. Yeah,
2: wonderful. Yeah, blessed is a good way to put it. Natural encounters, biking, hiking, and birding through the seasons. So I'm going to get this out of the way, Bruce, because I heard something over the weekend I couldn't believe that I heard, but a guy on the radio said that he was overjoyed with all the diversity he sees in the bird community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what he okay. said. I would have to agree. What do you mean? You'd have to agree. My
5: property is just overwhelmed with birds, and they're all just together. Uh, I don't think he's talking about the birds. I think he's talking about the bird watchers. Who? The diversity thing?
2: No, no, no. He's well, talking about No, the bird I'm telling you, we
5: have, I have pictures. Oh, like the birds? Oh, five different species of birds on the same feeder and all getting along. As yeah, yeah, if they, birds they, in general
2: formed a community. Yeah. Birds do not intermingle sexually.
5: Though. Oh no! Of well, course not. No.
2: Well, I don't think that's what he. Was... Oh wait a minute, Bruce, Bruce <laughs> goes well. Do. Maybe they do. They actually <laughs> do.
5: They do.
3: They actually
4: do. You get lots of hybrids, interspecific hybrids, intergeneric oh. hybrids. So there's a little bit. Biology is very messy. You have to remember that. Very messy. Whether it's <laughs> okay. humans or whether it's birds. Right. So uh,
2: take note. But still, somebody's saying they're overjoyed by the diversity in the bird community. It's like, would you calm down? I don't know. I'd have to agree with that. I really would. I'm Get watching.
5: Out. I'm watching Baltimore Orioles sit on the same thing as Blue Jays. As the Baltimore Orioles are eating jelly, and the Blue Jays are eating seed, and they're all just sitting there. Yeah, but who's
2: making money off it?
5: Nobody. But no. But,
2: well, that's the whole thing. <laughs> I
5: enjoy watching it though. I that think it's amazing terrific. though,
0: because Blue Jays are jerks
5: I know.
2: <laughs> all, <laughs> my,
5: all,
2: all my birds are getting along. Bruce, do you find that true that the Blue Jays tend to be jerks?
4: A little, yeah. They're in, you know, they're in the crow family.
2: Bullies, yeah. The crows bullies. and the
4: Blue Jays are bullies. <laughs> yeah, bullies, and they, you know, they go and take baby birds out of nests, and yeah. they do all sorts of, you know, sort of naughty things. So, yeah. And also, if you <laughs> get under a Blue Jay nest, you might uh, take a take a swipe on the head that doesn't, that you want to like at all.
5: And they're really know. big. They're a big bird.
2: Yeah. You know, that's yeah. amazing you bring that up because I was riding my bike a couple of days ago. I rode my bike to work and then back home. And on the way over there, I'm I'm going around a bend on the bike path and I get around and I'm about five feet from a flock of geese. So I ring the bell. Luckily, most of them got up and gone away. One circle back and hit me right in the back of the head. Oh, <laughs> It Barn. was well. It was weird.
1: Barn swallows are very aggressive. Yeah. Too. yeah this
2: was a goose. This <laughs> was a big goose. Big,
4: that's a big darn thing. You got to look out. A goose could take you down.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, there's no question that if that bird had wanted to take me down, he could have. That's what
5: easily. takes airplane engines out, right? geese?
2: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That could hurt but, you. Man, I was like, damn. I was just trying to get through here. Sorry about that. I didn't know you were there until I got around the corner. But yeah, I look birds are one of the joys of life, as far as I'm concerned, whether it's, you know, because, Bruce, I've been getting up at, at 4 o'clock in the morning now for 35 years, 34 years anyway, and one of my favorite things is when I wake up that early, just a very short time later in the summer, you start hearing the birds mm-hmm. like there's no tomorrow. I love
1: that. It's a calming sound in the morning, I yeah, think. Yeah,
2: it is. That It's called a dawn chorus,
4: and it's absolutely, yeah. uh, it's one of the fine things to be able to, you know, if you have to get up that early. It's uh, it's one of the payoffs that you get along with that beautiful sunrise.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. You're absolutely right about that. I love the fact that you talk about the Potomac River. What a beautiful area that is in Washington.
4: It, the Potomac oh, itself is gorgeous. You know, we've cleaned it up. You can uh, you can fish in it. Uh, you can kayak on it. You can birdwatch along it. We've got the Cno Canal right next to the to the river over much of its length and boy, is that a great green space for people. And not enough people use it, I don't think. You know, people need to get out there and see what they've got.
5: I was never a bird person until I bought Tom's property, which is 24 acres on the river and we are literally a bird sanctuary (laughs) we have we have the encyclopedia of birds on our coffee table and we've identified like almost half the book in our yard there's so we have so every species of woodpecker the card the cardinals lots of cardinals lots of blue jays but we we waited we put the orange houses out for baltimore sure and i was shocked that they came like what's why why do they come to orange though what's that they just love them i
4: don't know what it is you slice up an orange you got you're going to get yourself baltimore well, we
5: put we put actual orange houses out there with grape jelly oh. it has little grape jelly uh, dishes in the bottom okay. and they just all came like oh <laughs> like next thing you know we had a hundred baltimore oils that's phenomenal it's crazy and then it's weird right now they slowed up they came real hard a couple of weeks ago like all the birds and now it's the quietest time for birds right now in minnesota Oh, yeah. It seemed like it well, quieted you know, it down. It,
4: that's migration. That's how migration yeah. works. They come through in a big number and they spread out and you know make their territories all over the country. So, and then we, that's all you get. You know, if did, you really want to see the birds in big numbers, you go out in the middle of May or or, or late May, and that's that's when you're going to.
5: And then we also noticed in the dead of winter, when we got lots of snow, we got inundated with birds. Really, cardinals and blue jays. I mean, just unbelievable mm-hmm. amount of them. Here of course, Minnesota. if you put
4: out a feeder and you start feeding them, they're going to
5: come. Put out a feeder. My, my, my wife has 25 of them. We were spending like 150 <laughs> bucks a week on bird food.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so you got your answer there.
5: <laughs> yeah. That's why you have so many I went, birds. I went yeah. in the pantry to get something to eat, and all I was like, I find was bird food. <laughs> <laughs> Bags and bells. She has a whole cabinet. I'm not kidding. There's 100 bird bells. It's good fiber. Yeah, I'm not eating bird bells. <laughs> You're then she bought bird her, like an 80-pound bag of peanuts, shelled peanuts. And wow. She has pe- peanut reefs all over the property. Peanut <laughs> reefs. Yeah, there was these metal reefs that you the put suet. the peanuts oh. in. She yeah. bought. She bought the suet cages, the little cages with yeah. suet bricks in them. They're mm-hmm. all over the property. <laughs> God, <laughs> Every God. day I find a new one. It is a
2: magnificent piece of property, though. It, it, there are these rolling hills, and there's a barn, and then the house is sep- separated up on top of the hill, and you go down. Uh, uh, to the river, it, it's absolutely. It stunning. is a
5: bird sanctuary. It really is. It Anybody is, yeah. that is into birds, my property is the perfect place. To come watch birds. I'll right. bring my absolutely
1: son right. over because he is an avid bird watcher. You know, he'll
5: he'll freak out. There's so he's many. He's got his binoculars. Well, he we better have the gate
2: code. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, he's not. My number on the gate now. You can just call me. No, you go. um Here, you know, one thing I will tell you, uh, Bruce, is that a few years ago, my wife and I were, in... well, the kids were there as well. As a matter of fact, but. Andy, you went out to Mount Vernon with us, didn't you? George Washington's uh, the farm out there on the Potomac. Maybe. I don't know if you went or not, but what a beautiful view from, from Mount Vernon to the Potomac River. That's gorgeous.
4: Magnificent.
2: Really? Yeah, I is. write about that in the
4: book. Oh, do you do? down there. Yeah, absolutely. In the spring, that is a, just a wonderful sight.
5: I don't think people realize how much nature is in the D.C. area. They oh, just God, think yeah. it's, They just think of it as pol- political stuff. Big city, yeah. But D.C. has is is got a lot of nature around it. It does, absolutely. A lot of
4: green space. It does. That, you know, because of the river— and because of all the parks, it's, uh, it's really it's – And the way – even, ci-
5: even the way the city is designed – the city is a European-designed city, which is one of the only – there's only a few of them in America that's designed that way. So it has lots of green space, even in the city.
2: Right. Exactly. Now, Bruce, I do have Large, to ask you. You know, wide boulevards,
4: low, yep. low buildings, lots of space, yep. especially down on the Mall.
2: Many years ago, Bruce, Woody Allen said that pigeons were rats with wings. Do you agree with that? Uh,
4: yeah, sorry. I think, I think Woody, uh, Woody got it right. Uh, you know, unless you're racing pigeons, right. there's not much to be said for them. You know, they don't belong here. They're not native to America. They were brought here. Oh, really? I
5: didn't know that. And
4: they've settled in the cities and under bridges, and, you know, they, they, they drop a load yeah, <laughs> they do. They, they,
5: the United States, actually, the world spends so much money on pigeon crap.
4: Oh, sure, pigeon oh, control. Bet. New York
5: City alone, I think, is in is in like the thirty forty million dollar a year. Really? Yeah, they put speakers all in the subways that put out owl and it lasted about six months. And then the pigeons sat on top of the speakers and crapped on <laughs> <all> the speakers.
2: <laughs> wow, well, that's you gonna fool you know. me. You know what's amazing about this, Bruce, is just talking to you about this, I just noticed something. Just talking to you about this, I, I feel calmer. Birds do that to me, and I don't know why that—birds uh, have always made me feel very calm, and I don't know why. Why is that?
4: Well, birds, birds and nature, you know, and the wildflowers and the green mm-hmm. and the, the sound of the river— those are things that, you know, make us want to just sort of lie down on a nice little uh, blanket and take a little nap. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly I, I what, what I'm that, talking about. about. I
5: have a question for you. So I have horses, and these little tiny blackbirds follow the horses around. What are those birds? Yes,
4: Those are cowbirds. Oh, Brown What are they, what are they doing? Cowbird.
5: We don't like cowbirds.
4: You know, <laughs> they're originally called buffalo birds. They, they, they traditionally followed the, the bison across the prairies
5: what were they doing though are now they
4: not so many bison around they've you right. know they've taken up with the horses and you know actually you want to know what they're doing you really want to know yeah <laughs> okay i'm going to tell you is this an r rated show yeah <laughs> yes, anyway they are eating they are eating the seeds Mm. that haven't been digested out of the horse's
5: poop.
0: Oh, that makes
5: sense. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sounds about right.
0: (laughs) He goes, sorry. Look at him. He's like, what's the biology of it?
5: (laughs) I'm okay with that. But I noticed they do sit on top of my horses a lot
0: they yeah, do yeah they get on the backs of the
5: horses and just sit there and the horses don't shoot them as, up. as
4: birds go the cowbird is not a favorite by lots of bird people because no. you know what they do they lay their eggs the female lays its eggs in the eggs it's sorry in the nests of other birds oh and leaves them there so they're a nest parasite mm-hmm. and most people think that's not really cricket and they they lay their eggs in the eggs of smaller, poor pitiful little birds that can't defend themselves And they, they, these little pitiful birds, end up raising the cowbirds and not raising their own.
5: Like the chickadees,
4: you mean? Another sad story
5: like chickadees because we have we have, I put up a purple martin house the time I was supposed to put it up but we had a very late spring here in Minnesota so it got very cold and the purple martins I think did not come this year because we haven't seen it and I put up really a, a really nice purple martin house a huge one and it's the right height and it's in the middle of an open field on top of a hill so I did all the things you're supposed to do but we got no purple martins but the chickadees took it over
2: hmm. huh you know what I love about well, you this know, conversation? with
4: Purple Martins, you just have to be patient. Right. You that's know, what might
5: everybody take you two says, three yeah. Years
4: before they, you know, before they show up there. That's a tough one to bring in. Uh, it's, uh, they're very, very demanding for some reason. So
5: somebody told me the the Baltimore Orioles, they come all the way from South America?
4: Northern South America, yeah. They winter wow. in Panama and
5: Venezuela and they're about <laughs> and <then they> Get <laughs> all the way to here. Unbelievable. A little tiny bird can fly that far.
2: Yep. Crazy. You know what's amazing about this, Bruce? Is the guy that's talking to you, the guy that's talking to you is an Italian guy from Philadelphia, and he's like Birdman now. (laughs) His life's changed quite a bit, hasn't it?
4: Well, God bless him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. God bless him. I got to bring, we only have about a minute and a half left, Bruce, but I want to bring this up because it's just fascinating. Some of these experiences are as familiar as observing ducks on the National Mall in Washington, D.C., or as unexpected as collecting 50 million year old fossils on a Potomac beach. What a great, a great thing that must have been.
4: So the book basically tells thing, you know, basically gives you some ideas if you, uh, for the reader living, you know, in between here and Ohio and Florida and, and Maine, some ideas about what to do on the weekend or what to do in a spare moment or for, you know, a, a week's vacation. So it really is sort of a, a how-to by showing how I did it. People can have a look at this book and get some great ideas out of how to break the mold and actually get out in nature.
2: You know, Bruce, I have to ask you, do you ever get angry? Uh, Sadly, I do. Oh, it's too bad because you seem like a very calm guy. Hey, you seem pretty calm. (laughs) That's really nice. Uh, I'm
4: calm until I'm angry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Okay, that's a good way to put it. No doubt. Bruce Beeler, ladies and gentlemen, natural encounters, biking, hiking, and birding through the seasons. What a great book a 12-month excursion through nature's seasons as recounted by a lifetime naturalist Bruce Beeler it's B E E H L E R the book is available everywhere Bruce thanks so much great talking to you sir Thank you Tom thanks everybody Absolutely I love the guy
5: You know I I have come up to find myself really relaxed driving my tractor cutting grass and An watching Italian from watching, Philadelphia watching the, watching the horses and the birds I just it's you're at total
2: peace Mhm it was it as good as like Collecting debt in the streets of Philadelphia for something. <laughs> <laughs> Was it that much fun? No, I just found out some people that
5: I knew really Uh-oh. well that the, their names aren't their real names because they were hiding from the mob. <laughs> <Sorry> <laughs> God, I found out yesterday. Yeah, the, birding,
2: the mob. You no, know, I, I all found
5: that out well. yesterday. That's like phenomenal. Like somebody that I have known Andy my whole life is that his real name is, is Tony, <laughs> and, Tony he
2: hiding, Andy, you know. and he's been
5: hiding from the mob for 25 years
2: that's amazing because he stole money from. we will be <laughs> right back with the family it's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy Michael Bilski. Michael let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year how can North American Banking Company get that job done at North American Banking Company we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. yeah. The, the, the yeah, this. yeah, the trash man, Yeah, the trash man. The trash man.
5: I never yeah. heard it till The Simpsons did. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. It's a Minnesota band. Yeah,
5: really? I, I never knew of it. Till, I know it was big hit back in when yeah, it was, came
2: he, out, like yeah. in the early '60s, and that when it came out. But I was yeah. a, I wasn't born yet. Or I was well, see, born yet. I I
1: know all these because I used to go to car shows, and I mean they play all 50 the '50s and yeah. '60s yeah. music, yeah. Beach Boys. I mean, you of name course, it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and they played this song a lot on Minnesota radio.
2: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because
1: they were a Minnesota band. My
2: favorite part of that song is when he goes, <laughs> he I don't think KPRS
5: that. plays <laughs> it. It's so only station I listen to. So.
2: Yeah,
1: well, this was bad. I mean, like, what was the oldie station
2: before Cool 108? Cool. It was, you know, oh, before Cool 108. It was, oh, damn, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah,
1: it wasn't Cool 108. It, was, it uh, was
2: KTI, not KTIS, but KR.
1: Something. KRSI? I I can't oh, was remember.
2: It K- I think it might have been KRSI Radio.
1: Yeah. And then, well, Cool 108 now is playing music that I grew up with. And I'm like, yeah, oh, it's not, God, it's am not I an oldie station now?
5: That's showing me I get in my, in the gr- one garage. <laughs> Yeah. they. that's not oldies. No,
1: no. It's not
5: oldies? No, they're playing 90s stuff. I know. stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, mau, 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 mau. You go, to, you go to towns
5: like Philly, you know, they have real oldies radio. Oh, yeah, they, they do. doo Yeah, they play 50s stuff.
2: I love 40s doo-wop. Stuff. Mm-hmm. That Philadelphia street corner doo is a really, really good form of People
5: music. don't understand the music history out of Philadelphia.
2: Oh, God, yeah, it's huge.
5: I mean, Columbia Records was just third and brown, which is now one of the worst... Corners probably in the whole city of Philadelphia. But, <laughs> <laughs>
2: but other than but
5: that, if you go up in that, that, that building right there at Thurning Brown, if you go up in the attic, the original sign last time I was up there was still in the attic. Really? records, yeah. It was still there. Big, That's giant, phenomenal. neon, 12 foot round. Really? Still in the attic. Because I used to rehearse in that building. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's yeah, the rough area, though.
2: Yeah. North is pretty rough. It happens. Well, you know, it's Sylvester Stallone's brother in uh, Rocky, he was, that, he was a doo-wop guy, right? Yeah, On doo-wop was,
5: music was huge in Philly. People oh, understand God, Motown was, yeah. and all That's well, Philly,
2: man. American Bandstand was in Philadelphia. It was all Philly. It all was, all yeah. those
5: soul artists in the, in the 50s yep. all came out of Philadelphia.
2: No, you're absolutely right. Great stuff, as a matter of fact. You know what's so wonderful is I want to be Bruce Beeler where I can say to people, I'm very serene. Until I get angry, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great, a great thing to say. I got
5: I'm trying to curb that anger because the this, this stuff going on in the world just makes me angry.
2: Mm-hmm. I promise, I mean, Catherine, that I will. I'll I, stop being angry. And I turn 80. <laughs> what do you think? Isn't that know, when I, you
1: get more bitter? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, want probably, <laughs> probably to stop true. being
2: angry now. Yeah, I do too.
1: And you're excused for that behavior because you're 80. Because you're
5: 80. The, yeah, exactly. world, the
2: world's making
5: me angry. I know.
1: That's I, why you should just sit out and bird watch.
2: You're not alone, man. People are not I just happy came at back all.
5: from Germany. I went to Frankfurt. I couldn't even find anywhere to so sell Bratwurst. Everything was in Arabic. It was all people from Syria and Hungary's every store, every shop. Yeah. And selling kebabs and stuff. I'm like, where's where can I find a you know, German, some German food? I couldn't even find a German to ask.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Funny. All right. Well I'll tell you what. Uh, just yesterday, I had a—I uh, was all over the Twin Cities. I had appointments everywhere, and uh, coming back from one over in St. Paul by Channel Five, I went through Cedar Riverside. <laughs> Every person for miles yeah. is a Somali Muslim. All
5: of them. So, do, what, do you, did you? I—I was in Germany when I heard this. So we're putting—we're putting a security fence up around that for six million dollars to s- make them safe. Apparently. Yeah, $6 million. Who's That's doing that? Security pass. Jacob Fry. Is
2: he insane? No, he's it's putting a
5: six, g- $6 million-dollar security fence with cameras. To keep who safe? The Somalians.
2: They were safe as hell. I just drove through there yesterday. we were happy. Just, they were walking they, down the they, street. They want to be safe. They were worried about
5: people that are against oh, Muslims. God.
2: Oh, my God. oh, but you can run around hitting people in, with hatchets at the bus stop. That was Somali, kid.
5: Yeah, but you can do anything on the streets. You
2: yeah, yeah you apparently can. you can. There was everybody was very happy. They're walking down the streets. One thing I did notice Mm -hmm. though, there was a guy standing about mid-block, and he looked down and he saw me coming and stepped right out in front of me to walk across.
5: Oh, they—that's common downtown.
2: Yeah, Mm he—he made made me stop so he could cross. Entitlement. (laughs) It's like, what are you doing, you just dumbass? Entitlement.
0: That—that's funny because we were just driving back from St. Paul yesterday, and this guy was not walking to the crosswalk. He was just walking straight across, and he was slow and and he goes, He must be senile and I'm like, No, he's just urban. It's entitled. He doesn't care. No, it. he does not it's care. They don't he care. has no care. He he would rather he's A, they're they, they are lazy. They would rather walk across the middle of the street than walk to a crosswalk. Yeah,
2: that's true.
0: And then because even if they see you coming, they'll make you stop. Yeah. Because they know you won't hit them. Oh, no, it's
2: entitlement. City people are just... <laughs> why? It's
0: just a thing. I mean, they when grew I... grew up in the city, yeah.
2: and you basically... I grew up in the city. I don't ever treat people like that, I ever. hustle
0: my
1: butt across a parking lot, so I'm just not everybody's way.
2: I'm
0: like, oh, yeah. i got to hurry. You know?
5: So was it, I do, too. I where, do the same thing. Where did that happen?
0: Um, that was on university and... Oh, I see it happen
5: all the time, man. Do mm-hmm. you? Oh, every day. It's everywhere. Downtown. Not quite smelling. They, they, they'll they'll, they'll, cool. they'll, pull, oh, they'll step there, okay. off the curb, and they literally walk the slowest you ever seen. Oh, yeah. They do it on purpose. No, I mean, it's a Just to say, I can do this. And by the way, it's black people, white people, it's all people. It's, it's They're so down in their luck that it's their only power.
2: Yeah, probably. It is.
5: It's their only thing they have. So I just give it to them.
0: Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's not even like not even about race it's i mean this guy was white so like it's just because no it's he, not about race at all yeah. it's just, it's just because of dwellers. where he was mm-hmm. you know it's his just, urban it's, area it's their
5: only power
2: but that
1: entitlement <laughs> has transferred over into drivers as well oh I, no
2: doubt oh, for sure no no, no
5: no listen this on the way here today this guy was going a hundred miles an hour
1: mm-hmm. down
5: 169 and i'm not kidding you passing on the right shoulder Yep. Blown oh, by God. everyone, oh, man, and then all the way into the fast lane, and then all the way back to the right shoulder. I, I was expecting to see a crash the mm-hmm. whole way here. Dream come true, but he didn't. He made he didn't it crash.
0: Also, crazy story I have about that. Um, I actually ended up calling the state patrol on a guy doing that.
5: I should have today. I this did. i never somebody. called
0: any like anybody out ever, but I was on the phone with them, Very and I dangerous. was like, I was like. There's so much traffic, and he just doesn't want to wait in traffic. Mm-hmm. Like you guys need to get out. On, we're going right by your place on Duluth Street. Like you can get out
5: there. <laughs> I always <laughs> <Yeah>. <Like, laughs> call for debris in the road, and, and yeah, they're really good about yeah. it. Yeah, they State are. troopers come yeah. right out. I don't it.
0: know if they got him, but because he was going so this fast. This guy today was, was going to kill
5: through, somebody.
0: But, yeah, well, it was oh,
2: crazy. Yeah. An example of that. I'm with Catherine a couple of days ago. I can't remember where this was though. Uh, but we're driving down the road, and um, let's say it was, it was, it wasn't university, but let's say it was. we pulling up, and a guy pulls right out in front of Catherine. I mean, he was waiting on the right. He, it was at a stop sign. We did not have a stop sign. He pulled right out in front of Catherine, then moved over to the left lane, signaled and moved to the right lane, and then immediately signaled, signal moved back to the left lane and took a left turn. Said, what are you doing People I mean, you even know there. where the hell you're going? Yeah. What
5: but these people do 100 miles an hour, and they end up literally the car in front of you at the, at the exit on the stop at the stoplight. Mm-hmm. Oh God! They don't get anywhere farther. They're not like they're getting no. right. anywhere. No, They end up a car in front of you at the red light. That's when you section.
1: stare exactly. at them and make them That's feel very uncomfortable. Ridiculous, <laughs> man!
2: Joe from Louisville just asked me if he can be, head up the death squad <laughs> to take these kind of people out. Just hey. Joe, get over here and kill this guy. Well, even,
1: okay. <laughs> even common courtesy in parking lots. Now, if somebody's backing out of a parking space, and, you know, I've had it where I'm backing out, there's no cars, but then a car will come. They'll just keep going. Oh, yeah.
5: oh, backing, yeah. it's they like, don't care.
0: It's like, no, And they these... zoom around you specifically, even though they see you backing yeah. out. Yeah. And They're in like, such a
5: hurry. I know. Everybody's in so such a hurry or to people, go nowhere.
1: People walking in a parking lot as you're backing out, you may not see them. Now, when I'm walking in parking lot, I see a car, I stop and I let them back out. Right. No,
0: they'll just no, walk right behind a moving vehicle. There's no
5: more common courtesy.
0: It's just ugh. actually, there's I've not, hit, I've no, hit God, somebody, no. I've backed into somebody. Because they zoomed around me. I hit their, like, corner of their back because I looked the other way to make sure no one was coming. Yeah. But I didn't see them coming that way. Mm-hmm. By the time I looked, they were already behind me. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. And and then he got all mad at me. And I'm like, excuse me, but you saw me. I was half out of my parking <laughs> space. Know. You should have stopped.
4: Yeah. And then he yeah. didn't say
0: anything. They just, We just walked away. He was like, oh, it's fine. Because he knew that he was going to get in, like trouble if we even bother to go with insurance and everything.
1: Well, Officer Dave just texted, you better watch out speeders because he has pursuit training. Uh Oh,
2: pursuit
1: training. (laughs) Officer Dave will get you. They need to go at
5: 169.
0: 169 is the most dangerous highway in
2: Minnesota. It is. One thing I do love about being in Florida in the wintertime, because to most New York Jews and Italians, I'm a giant. I mean, I'm a lot bigger than they are, right? So I'm driving down the road, and this guy just pulls right out in front of me. So I just tap the horn, like, to let him know I'm there, not to go, hey, I didn't lay on the horn or anything like that. Tap the horn. He motions for me to pull over. He gets out of the car. I get out of the car. He looks at me and gets back in his car and leaves. Because I was about a foot and a half taller than this guy. It's like, what are you doing, sir? Why sort of? did they
5: drive? 95, though, they drive that crazy. Oh, car, God.
2: that that's Insanity. Freeway. Oh, God, yes. They go 110 miles an hour just weaving in and out, man. About once a month, you see a car completely disintegrated. On the, It was it's such a bad accident. There's nothing left of the car. The guy today must it's have just terrifying. robbed a bank or something. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. serious. Yeah. This
5: guy, I've never seen anything like it in Minnesota. Yeah, he must have just committed a serious crime.
2: I don't know why. I don't know what that's all about. But everybody needs to be a lot more courteous. What do you, What do you think is going to change everything? I, like you said, you get depressed or you get angry or whatever, and you're fed up. What's going to stop all this? I don't know,
5: man. I don't see it stopping. Unfortunately, I think we're screwed. I
2: that's hate to too say bad. it. I hate to say it, but
5: I just don't see a cure.
2: Okay, if it doesn't stop, I will say, and again, today is the, the anniversary of the death of Medgar Evers. I saw this happening in the early 60s, and look what happened in the mid to late 60s. They're going to start killing people. Well, they already are downtown Minneapolis. But I'm talking about, you know, public figures. They're going to start killing people again. Right, it's, it's just insane. i got to get away from it because it's killing me. I understand that. I it's understand why it weighs me you down. making physically ill, man. I understand that completely. People are just not... Nothing decent anymore. No, there's, there's no common
5: courtesy. None. Zero. No, common no. courtesy. And what happened What happened to the old saying, if you have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all?
2: Yeah. That's gone on social <laughs> that's media. That's social that. media just
5: took that and threw it out the window.
2: Yeah, they got to do something about social media. And the other thing, Andy, I want to talk to you about this because you would know more about this than anybody else I know. We have gotten the last few weeks, Mom and I have talked about something and all of a sudden, it starts showing up in ads on my computer and her computer. Yeah, that's how it works. They're listening to
5: you on your mic. Mm-hmm. How
2: on earth do they dare do that? Because
5: you, you, they, you, they turn your mic on. How is that legal? I don't know, but it's true. You no, know,
1: it was really weird. The other night, I was playing Candy Crush, and I hadn't played Candy Crush oh, in forever. God. I was just like, oh, I, I need something to dull my brain out or whatever. So I started playing it. I was watching TV. I, I, turn, I always turn the sound off on games. I can't stand that constant dinging. Yeah, yeah. So I always mute the games, the sound on it. All of a sudden, I see a Candy Crush commercial on TV, and I haven't seen one in a year. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? It's the new Candy Crush with friends. Well, the
5: TV can't do it. Your I don't know. They that was odd that. because TV I've been watching. It. The eight, TV can't do cause it.
1: Because at night, I watch HLN.
5: TV can't do it. I don't know. No, it's impossible. It's just, that's just scheduled diaretizing. Yeah. But you
1: you got to remember when you have cable boxes, they're using an IP yeah, addresses. I don't think
5: TV can do it yet. I don't think they're that far. It'll happen. It'll happen, but I don't think yet. No, Maybe, no, Facebook, the Maybe you're the first. Maybe you're the first. I don't know, but that's kind of creepy. So just yesterday, I was talking to a neighbor. I was uh-huh. in his garage, and I said, I, I had a problem with my tractor. I needed to get all the gas out of the tank. And I said, I need to get a, some kind of siphon pump to pump all the gas out of the tank in my tractor because <laughs> I had to replace the valve. No sooner than that, I look at my phone, I go on Facebook, ad for a pipe of siphon pump. This is
2: what I'm saying. Just it, like it's that. It's terrifying. But it
5: within minutes.
2: How dare they? Because apparently they take your picture too whenever they feel like it. Well, they can. Yeah, they can.
5: But I, my, if you have certain phones, this phone actually tells me when somebody activates your camera
2: oh that's good
5: yeah it says so-and-so is trying to activate your camera deny or allow
2: i I just why does the government let them do that well everything is legal until they pass a law to make it legal is the thing they didn't make it illegal they didn't decide that this was legal they just haven't yet decided that it's illegal well so it'll it'll happen eventually but it's now you you see
5: you see that they're demonetizing people some of these people, celebrities on YouTube, taking their money.
3: Oh yeah, YouTube is like basically mass culling
2: anyone with the wrong opinion.
5: Anybody on the right, they're demonetizing their face, their YouTube pages, so you don't get paid mm-hmm. anymore. They oh, took my the money. God. They're not banning them, but they're taking their money. We can't take somebody's money. Well, they are. They own it. They yeah. can do whatever oh, they want.
2: I, it's just disgusting. I, how these people getting away with this? Taking your picks. One guy told me, and I don't think this is true. But we were talking about this, and goes, yeah, you know, and I got a little light on my laptop, and it comes on whenever anybody's like monitoring me. So he, he claims he gets up and starts whacking it <laughs> to the camera. It's like, yeah, I don't think I'm pretty sure you don't. But he was very proud Some of that people statement. People
5: wouldn't care enough; they might
2: do it. We shall be right back. Special guest coming up next with the family
5: If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks.
2: Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. I'm talking to Neil Sheehy, ex-NHL defenseman. Neil, you've had a great success following the Nutrimost wellness plan. How much weight did you lose, and what makes Nutrimost different from all those other programs out there?
4: Tom, I dropped over 63 pounds in 44 days, but more importantly, I know how to keep it off. In addition to my success, I have two brothers and two sisters who had great success on the Nutramost wellness program. And collectively, we all lost a total of 222 pounds on the program. My brother and I were so impressed that we decided to open up a clinic in Plymouth.
2: Find out how and why Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss plan by attending the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, June 24th at Jake's in Plymouth. Neutromost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Register for the Nutramos Dinner or schedule your immediate consultation. Call 763-333-7337. That is 763-333-7337. I thought for sure you were going to play something by The Drifters. I thought for sure you were going to do that. Well,
1: no, because this one was in Days of Thunder, and I love this song. Yeah, that's
2: true. Is Chris ready to go? Yes, I know. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Forsberg, drift this exclusively on the Motor Trend app. Motor Trend is making everything go sideways in the all-new series. Drift this exclusively on the Motor Trend app, hosted by drifting pioneer Chris Forsberg, who's with us today. How you doing, Chris? Good. How are y'all
3: doing?
2: Not too bad. I was going to ask you a question, but you just kind of answered it for me when you said, "How y'all doing?" <laughs> because. There are, there are about 6 billion Forsbergs in the state of Minnesota, I will tell you that. you you, you got some relatives up here, Chris, there whether you a know lot it or not. Nah, a lot I of Forsbergs. I know a lot of them. Yep, it's true. <laughs> Did you know that?
3: Possibly. I'm uh, I'm from Doylestown, Pennsylvania. So
2: oh, Doylestown. Uh-oh, we got a guy here from Philadelphia. Here <laughs> yeah, we go, Doylestown. I know, know Doylestown well. L.A. Nick, Chris Forsberg. Chris Forsberg, L.A. Nick. Yep, yeah, Doylestown's a good spot to be he's just ignoring you I like (laughs) that so So how did you get involved in all this Chris
3: oh sorry Uh, yeah I got involved uh, just back in like 99 2000 I was uh, just getting my license and was just playing around with cars and empty parking lots and out on farm roads and getting them a little sideways and we just kept modifying them and making more power and spinning tires and slowly taught myself how to drift so it's just been um, completely self-taught adventure for one.
2: So, how do you drift? And you know, obviously, with on wet pavement, it's not that hard to do. But how do you do this? And and, and it's pretty much every vehicle, right?
3: Yeah. So, uh, we just wrapped up a new show with Motor called Drift This, and so yeah, we're basically taking anything that dribble drive and making it slide sideways. And so, we started off with a UPS truck. We've gone. Up to a thirty-five foot long limousine. We did some bumper cars, and
2: you know the whole
3: idea is to be able to control the car through a corner with the rear wheel spinning. uh, You know, not just kind of like sliding it in and and letting it kind of hang out, but uh, navigating it and maneuvering it through a course uh, with the rear wheel spinning the entire time and and controlling with the throttle and the steering input.
2: Yeah, that makes sense, Chris. I got to tell you, I I just. uh... Bought a a Jaguar, one of the XJR, I think it is the the big one, mm-hmm. five hundred horsepower engine in it, and I'm driving down the the freeway, I ninety five down in down in uh, Florida, and I'm yep. driving along and I just tried to accelerate. I went into a drift without meaning to. <laughs> man, that car's got oh, a man. lot of power. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah, a lot of new cars. They got so much power now. Yeah, it's
3: really easy to spin the tires. And um, yeah, if you're trying to you know slide a car sideways.
5: A little bit of horsepower goes a long way. It's it's funny how old drift, drifting is actually pretty old. I was in Japan. God, has to be a long time over a decade, and that was the big craze there. Yeah. I mean, Tokyo every, drift. Yeah, everybody yeah. was drifting. Speaking there of initial speed, they did. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, so I think it's, I think it started back there, like in the in the mid '80s, mm-hmm. and didn't pop anywhere else oh, for a long right. time. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely started
3: in Japan, and uh, they were the first guys really get after it and yeah i'd say it was um definitely early 90s uh, maybe even back in the 80s but uh yeah, that was the first race to really, um, kind of turn it into a sport um and not just you know a loose race car ripping around a track
5: the, the biggest problem now are kids especially in la going up in the hollywood hills and trying to drift down the hills what oh yeah it's bad mm. street racing in hollywood for drifters is very dangerous a lot of them end up in houses and in front yards, and it's it's dangerous. They go up in the Hollywood Hills, and they, you know it's just a spiral down, so it's easy to drift, and it's not difficult. The road almost does it, but to itself. So it's it's an issue yeah. there.
3: Yeah, there was definitely a lot of guys street racing and uh, street drifting back in um, the earlier days, but now that there's a lot of organized events and places to go that's really come um, uh, down a lot. And uh, you know, for one, am going uh, you know, to have the race track off the streets because, you know, it's dangerous and you'll end up hurting yourself or others. And so uh, for us,
5: it's always you know, the, the big solution to keep people at the track where you can actually really have your skills and have way more fun with it. Hey, Chris, sometimes when you're talking, I guess maybe your phone's going off a little bit. It's so what you're cutting out. So maybe try to keep your phone straight. Drifting. Stop, Your stop drifting! <laughs> yeah, stop drifting, Chris.
2: You're, dr- you're drifting.
5: We're losing every other word.
2: <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, it just it, that that happens with interviews once in a while. Mm-hmm. When did you discover you were such a fan of drifting?
3: Uh, I'd say it's the early 2000s, and so, like I said, I first got into it back in 99, 2000, and it only took like a year or two for me to just really start to enjoy it and have. You know, some pretty good control over the car, and uh, myself and a group of others were some of the first guys to organize uh, drifting events in the Northeast over at Raceway Park, New Jersey. Yep. Mm-hmm. And those events are actually still running, to this day,
5: uh, the longest-running drift events in the country. What is the best car to get started on in drifting?
3: I mean, there's all different kinds. Uh, the most
5: popular ones are you know early
3: Nissans and early BMWs, like uh, Eastwood. And uh, for any sound, like these and just because they have a decent amount of horsepower, rear-wheel drive, and good drivetrains in them, but uh, you know, people will see anything from uh, you know old muscle cars. Um, you know, got some Toyotas out there, but you know the idea is to. Find something that has like a large aftermarket, uh, so you're not spending your time building a bunch of custom parts just yeah. to have a decent driving race car.
5: So do you think you know, that? Like do, major... do you think that it all started okay. with the big wheel?
1: Yes. <laughs> oh baby! Oh, yeah. I drifted my big you wheel. You think the big no, wheel started oh, it all? Yeah,
5: you're
2: probably
5: He's right. probably too young. He probably doesn't remember big wheel.
1: I wore holes in the tires of my big <laughs> <Yeah>. wheel. <laughs> do you know, do you know so what much. a big wheel
5: is? Oh yeah, I okay. have a big wheel. Yeah, I you got the little.
3: Plastic brake on the rear wheel and you know it's like a first
5: step of uh you know handbrake yeah
1: i had a cabbage patch big wheel oh my and god and i tore up the
5: streets <laughs> of that yeah. bad boy my generation just had
2: big wheels there big wheels there was no licensing oh, yeah, <laughs> isn't it funny chris how the where you grew up but things kind of changed because basically the only thing that happened with bikes in my neighborhood i grew up in the inner city Because once in a while you'd see a kid choking another kid with an inner tube. (laughs) That was about it. That was about the extent of it for us. But honest to God, and I'm not, I'm not kidding you, talking about bicycles and you know talking about your your big wheel and all that stuff. I don't think a a bike lasted more than about a week in my neighborhood. But then you'd see some guy riding it around. So you go, it's my bike. Oh, sorry. I mean they just ride it out in the open, and if you came and claimed it, then you'd get it back. It's just bizarre but in any case i just uh i don't know it's the difference in the world i suppose now all you have to do you you just go to the app store you get the motor trend app and that's where drift this is correct
3: yes sir yes so you can find it on the motor Trend app and um, you know with uh, you know the way everything's going nowadays like you know people are watching on phones on devices and um yeah you can uh, you know grab it on like apple tv Roku, anything like that and um yeah, so you can get uh, episodes uh, one through four right now. Episode five is dropping soon. Uh, and then uh, episode six will be our finale, which is where we got the bumper cars and went down to that abandoned six flag in Louisiana.
2: Oh, my God. That, that, is this just a ball for you? It's just a lot of fun, isn't it?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, what I love doing is, uh, you know, building building weird cars and weird things and, um, you know, obviously going out and driving them. Hey, so take you know, like it. we obviously build a lot of race cars, and so this mm-hmm. is just a nice change for
5: us. So when you get a chance, take a look. My friend Craig Kruckenberger, he started a, a series called the Bandit Series, and it's tractor trailer racing, and they do oval track tractor trailer racing, and it's just constant tractor trailer drifting, what? just non-stop drifting. They're in, they're on a major tour right now, U.S. like 27 states or 27 cities, and uh, it's awesome to watch. It's full rigs just drifting around a whole track, <laughs> and he's Minnesota Minnesota guys started that started that sport, and it's one of the fastest growing sports in. America right really? now. Really? Yeah. It's called the Bandit right. Series Tractor Trailer Racing.
2: That's amazing. Sounds pretty awesome. I have to check that yeah, out. Yeah,
5: check it out on YouTube. There's, it's, it's grown so big. It's got millions of followers and their tour just blew up. But it's pretty cool to watch. It's, when you go watch it in person, it's like, holy crap, because they're like right next to just crashing into each other. They roll.
2: <laughs> they do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they roll. It's
5: it's very dangerous you sport.
2: Know, that's an interesting question, Chris. When you do drift, if you don't know what you're doing, I mean, you do, obviously, but people don't. Can't, can't you flip a car doing that? Oh, absolutely.
3: Man. I mean, you, you have to really hit something hard, with but uh, you know, kind of like a curb we've had these cars sideways up over 150 miles an hour and oh. they, they don't roll unless, unless you
2: you know hit something yeah tractor
5: trailers a little top heavy so <laughs> yeah
2: they're a little top yeah, heavy they're, they're that's a little right. heavy <laughs> yeah that's exactly that's right. what i'm saying Watch because it, it's really cool so chris you said it's on you uh, the app is on roku
3: uh, well, yes. Like any anywhere you can get, um, you know, apps like that. So you can yeah. um, download yep. the Motor Trend app on on like a Roku or Apple TV, and of course on
2: on any of your standard
3: devices. And um, that's why I'm
2: the uh Drift this, and yeah, it's
3: it's a whole lot of fun. It's something I never really thought I'd see myself doing, but it's uh, exactly what I want to be doing. If that makes sense.
2: It is terrific, Chris Forsberg. Drift this exclusively on the Motor Trend app. Chris, thanks for your time today. Great, to- a lot of fun talking to you. No about problem. This. Thanks, man. Thank you. Bye. Uh, what a great! Day. So far, we've had a guy on that's a naturist, happier than hell. Chris Forsberg's on. Chris Forsberg's on talking about uh, drifting cars. He's happier than hell. See, you can be happy. Just find what. Find and your nature. I just your... gotta
5: get away from this. This negativity that's going on, especially in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. It's oh, I just, know. It's just it's making true. me go crazy. That because I, I know it's, I know it's many just take a little part of the world, Minneapolis is actually a fixable problem. Uh-huh. They just refuse yep. to fix it yeah. because and there's so too much it drives me crazy. Like, it drives me crazy. Why can't, why well, don't you just fix it? I know, I, I don't understand. It. It's a tiny, it's only a nine block area. You can't fix nine blocks, I know. like, seriously. Let's go drifting oh. downtown. You could all day because there's no traffic police in Minneapolis no, anymore. Not anymore. You can't no. get pulled over. Yeah. They can't ask you for an ID. God forbid. Yeah. They
2: can't ask you for an ID. No, because
1: you're disenfranchising. Sanctuary city, you're, man. You're targeting people. Sanctuary,
5: what? Sanctuary city can't know if they're legal oh, or not. Yeah, they're
2: insane. I can't take it anymore. I really can't, and it's all about them making money in politics.
5: No, it's all about them looking good in yeah. the national democratic platform. Well, but that's what
2: I'm talking and about. Is they yeah. make more money yeah, the, the further future. up the they future, go? of course, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This it's is poli- all about making Listen, money.
5: Minneapolis is a political ladder climbing city.
2: It is absolutely. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. God, that's so. It's so depressing that we've turned this. Well, I guess it's always been like that. You know, people don't remember. That Floyd B. Olson was a card-carrying communist when he was the governor of, of Minnesota back in early 1900s. And everybody
5: says that to me. Oh, Minneapolis used to be way worse in the 60s. Yeah, maybe it was. But I tell you what. I spent 10, 11 years living in the heart of downtown Minneapolis, and it was awesome for eight years. You could it was, walk yep. anywhere you yep. wanted and never yep. had an issue. And then all of a sudden, phew, a gone. Minute.
2: Who said it was horrible in the 60s?
5: Lots of people on they're a, out of their
2: mind. What, so, what was horrible in the 60s? No idea. That's when I was walking downtown as a 10 year old kid and nobody I, ever bothered I walked
5: everywhere downtown and, and never oh, had an issue. until about two years ago. It started getting worse and worse, and we were like, every night going, this ain't safe.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And then I said, we got to move. Well, well I can't move. even
1: go downtown without being harassed by men. Oh, oh God. Walking. I'm, I'm like, right? really? Yeah. I, it's
5: so annoying. No, it's, yeah. ter- it's, ter- so it's annoying It's horrific. It's it's not safe at any time, day or night.
2: No, it Mm -hmm. isn't. You're absolutely right. Especially for
5: a girl, it's totally unsafe.
2: Are you the one who told me about the two naked women fighting in front of the old Federal Reserve? In front of the yeah. library. In the library. Yeah. It happened to me like a month later. No, it happens all the time. I walk by and these two women are naked. Yeah, butt naked. <laughs> fist fighting no, in, I saw, in front but of the naked library. And, they, and
5: they, what, they, were, they were in the 69 position, headlocked, <laughs> with and nothing on, with zero on.
2: Zero. <laughs> oh, my God. Zero.
5: <laughs> oh, they had you, no God. clothes on. God. Oh, I would have recorded no, that. these women
2: had no clothes no, on. No, no clothes. And, and they, they were ripped slugging them, it they out.
5: Ripped them all off. Yep. But they were literally holding each other in the 69 <laughs> position, rolling on hennepin. Right in the middle of the street, and everybody's uh, there recording it. There's a hundred yeah, people oh, yeah. 100 shows, recording it.
2: Just another
1: there. day in Minneapolis. Yeah. No, such a
2: shit God, God. It really is. There's no doubt about it. I, I think...
5: don't know how. I don't know how government officials like Jacob Fry shows his face anywhere. I don't either. Don't...
2: Well, it's been a long RT back, followed by Betsy Howard. They, they don't well, care. Well, listen,
5: when RT was in, it was not bad. No, well, not bad when RT was. It, in. It started when Hodges got in because she started curbing the police, and then. Yep. Tried did the same exact
2: thing. And now, of course, she's in Washington D.C. as a lobbyist, mm. isn't she?
5: She well, she was teaching at some college. She got a of thing course. at Stanford or something. What? Yeah, or Harvard or one of them. She was well, there for, for God's sake.
2: Well, the Ivy League is basically the you know headquarters she, for all those people. She
5: graduated from some school that every you know they they're the, they're like cult
2: North she high. graduated her <laughs> alma mater is Bryn Mawr yeah yeah okay yeah because her husband just got some big deal job in DC yeah so she moved out there and well he she... was
5: he was part of the the Met Council
2: yes he was absolutely a president yeah oh yeah I didn't know he was president
5: he was a president there's multiple presidents what yeah
2: how can there be multiple presidents <laughs> there is you're the president. Yeah, it's the president of different divisions. Oh, God. I, 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 I'm <laughs> going to go home and get, get in bed and cover my head. The
5: biggest one that g- gives me crazy, though, just, just makes just makes my blood boil, is the head of the tourist department, Meet Minneapolis, Melvin Tennant, is the highest paid person in taxpayers' money in the state of Minnesota. He makes more than the governor. Mm. Why? And and everything that you see, all this crime curbing and cooking the books, is all for Meet Minneapolis. It's so they can get they can get the final four here because if they show high crime, they can't get
2: that stuff. They're the
5: ones who bring all the stuff, and they have Meet Minneapolis Sports Division. They bring all the big sport events here. They can't do it without good numbers on the books, so they cook the books.
2: See now, you come in now. I got to go home and hit up about twenty milligrams (laughs) of cannabis. Way to go.
5: I want to go sit on my tractor and cut grass and watch the horses.
2: There you go. It's not bad for you. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.